Welcome everybody to the Aussie Suns Fans Podcast. I am your host, Gavin, and we are joined here by, of course, the famous faces of the Aussie Suns Fans Pod. Hamo, how are you going, brother? Very good, my man. Very good. Glad to uh, be here drawing it up with you boys. We've got a lot to talk about. It's going to be fun. Yeah, little bits and pieces, Nate. You looking forward to this one nice and early over there in Singapore? Yeah, I might have a different level of enthusiasm this morning. Um, sober and uncaffeinated. <laughs> and, of course, we had our main man log out during the song so that he could hear the, what the fuck was going on as soon as we started. <laughs> Boyd, how are you going? Oh, good, mate. Mixed emotions, but um, all for the best, I guess. Yeah, but going good, buddy. Going good. I can hear you all. Good to hear you. And that, that's, that's our favourite, although... Good. I kind of do like when you can't hear us and um, you look like a fucking idiot doing what Homo did before with your deer ears and whatever else it is you do while you're trying to work out what the fuck's going on. Um, if you're checking us out on YouTube or do us a solid hit the like, um, leave us a comment. Again, keep those comments coming, keep those likes coming. We're getting plenty of people that are watching the videos, but just not hitting the like button. It helps us get a, get them um, our message out there and, get us out to the wider Suns fans community. And we're going to need that help now because Elon Musk is a cocksucker and he has decided to fuck Twitter completely. So the only way we're going to get our message out is if I you was just reading that here. shit before, man. That's um, it's pretty fucked up. Um, I thought it was funny watching all you guys in the chat stress about only being able to read 600 tweets a day. <laughs> you know how quickly 600 fucking tweets go? <laughs> fucking hell, man. Get a hobby. <laughs> fucking. I know, but another... reading tweets on Twitter. Go have another bunch of kids and you fucking, it no, will fuck not that. be a drama in the world. We just spoke oh, about, we just spoke about it before we started that, um, that my kids are already doing my fucking head in this morning. Why would I want any more of them? Um, make sure you leave us some stars and a review and all that sort of crap. Ola as well. Uh, breaking news. Dante Devin. DiVincenzo, and I'll do this if shit pops up as we go, but Dante oh. DiVincenzo has signed a four-year, $50 million free agent deal with the New York Knicks. Yeah. That's about, Ooh. what, 12 and a half a year? That's, a, that's, that's Landry Shemit money. Now, let's just watch him, um, um, you know, uh, decline to Landry, Landry's fucking level, and it'd be a horrible contract for him. I hope a lot of these contracts end up horrible for these teams that are splashing out on these mid mid guys. But um, yeah, anyway, on your DiVincenzo. Well, they lost Obi Toppin today to Indiana, so for two second rounders or something. So, Who was that? They traded him, did they? Obi Toppin. Obi. I didn't see that one. There you go. There you go. So Obi's gone. Obi Obi one Kenobi. Um. Anyway. Gents, yesterday, what a fucking day, eh? It went nuts out here. Wow. Um, I think, what, free agency kicked off at about 7 o'clock in the morning, Australia time. 
Nate would have missed all the fun. He still would have been asleep, I'm guessing. I did wake up and there was I was playing catch up for about an hour on my phone in bed, just like <laughs> reading all the trades. It was um yeah, it was ballistic and for us, the, the beauty of uh, yesterday was something that I haven't experienced as a Suns fan, which was the opening of free agency, and we got all our shit done at the start. Oh, yeah. Normally, we're waiting weeks. Very, very spiders, unusual. Spiders were fucked. What was one of your opening comments yesterday, Gav? Uh, no tampering? <laughs> yeah, there was no tampering. Clearly no tampering. Right across the league. Um, all of those deals got done in the first 30 seconds. So Draymond Green um, spoke to the Warriors and went, yeah, all right, and just signed within 15 seconds of free agency opening. So clearly no tampering going on. No. Love it. No, everything was above board. <laughs> hey, boy, all right, uh, what's, what, what, what? Let's go through these one by one. We'll start with the two guys we brought back. Um Let's talk about let's talk about Josh Akogi first. What were your thoughts on bringing Josh Akogi back? Uh, boy, good. If, if no one <laughs> wants to talk, uh, uh, yeah, well, yeah, I don't mind going first. We can make it a thing if you want. Um, <laughs> I'm used to going first, but I um I You're used to coming first. I know that. <laughs> just, Josh Akogi was it is an is an absolute steal. He, he is what oh, really? he is. Um, let's, let's, let's just hope that he, um, that, you know, that, that three point shot that he can start hitting them open shots with more consistency, but, uh, but uh, on the defensive end and with all the firepower that we have, like it's fucking, it's a no brainer surprise. He didn't get more money elsewhere. I'm, 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 I'm happy that we got in there and got it done quick. I wish that we had done it with a couple of other guys as well, but, um, but uh, of our own guys, I mean. But um, but yeah, no, Akogi's awesome, man. I think he's only going to get better. I think he's got a, a few years of improvement left in him. But um, yeah, yeah, nice, a nice piece. I still don't think he will be a starter, maybe in some matchups. But but I think yeah, I think they're saving that for someone else. No, I was very happy to see Akogi come back. I think you and Gav, uh, Gav, you and I rather, um, at the start of last season were very high on the potential of what it could be and eventually it turned out to be exactly that so i thought i thought we I, I would like to see him bring more back i know you've got your own opinions on that which i'm sure we'll talk about but uh getting a kogi back to start with was definitely worth it hey mate it's a no-brainer 100 percent no-brainer i mean he he obviously i believe he wants to stay in phoenix and work with the team that we've got because he you know, could have felt felt out the field a little bit further. You know what I mean? But um, no, it's it's awesome, man. Akogi was was really exciting to watch and a real like um, shining light in dark times. Sometimes there when the suns were down, Akogi would just keep on keep on fighting for us, man. No, absolute no brainer bringing Akogi back. I'm very happy to see it. It was, um, I, and I'm going to just go with Boyd there. We got him for fucking Nick. So I, I honestly yeah. thought that he'd probably get um, similar to what Jock got in the end in Houston. Um, I, I really thought there'd be a market out there for him, but um, I'm pretty fucking happy that there wasn't. Uh, hey, maybe there it's was. A good, it's a good thing all the signings got done in the first hour 
uh, of yesterday is that no one had any idea what else other people were going to end up getting paid. And that was um, that was the thing, right? It was uh, all of ours, and all of ours were vet minimums. There's no one turning around there going, "What the fuck are the Suns doing? Giving this guy that much money?" Well, we just didn't have it, did we? <laughs> yes, correct. <laughs> yes, that is Boyd Lisa's Media's newest fuckboy. Um, <laughs> Damian, Damian Lee. What were your thoughts on Damian Lee coming back, Boyd? Mate, we needed it. We needed it. Not Damian Lee started off last season, uh, fucking, uh, you know, a fucking blowtorch from deep. Tried to reinvent his game a little bit and tried to do, probably add a couple of tools to the bag throughout the season. Lost a bit of his effectiveness as a spot-up outside shooter, I think. Um, but, yeah, look, I think we really need him to go back to his his his, his normal self, what he was at the start of the season for us um, um, previously. And um, we need that shooting because a lot of our additions, uh, whilst they, they have some okay three-point um, um, shooting there, they're, they're not really volume shooters like like Damian Lee can be. So I think he's going to be a um, a key piece, a key piece out there on the perimeter. So, yeah, I'm happy with that. I'm happy with it. Yeah, Gav, you might be all about your positionless dick at the moment, but Boyd's spot on where we – the new guys that came in, we're lacking some of the shooting and we're lacking guard depth. Dick. Yes, your positionless basketball that you wanked on about yesterday. So – all the new guys, we needed some, we still need some guard depth. So in referencing that, I think getting David uh, Lee in was uh, essential to at least lock up another guard piece that can, like Boyd said, bring the shooting. David Lee retired, I think, for the Warriors um, a fair few years ago. I, I, I did mumble through Damian Lee. It's just <laughs> very I thought you said, I thought you said, but David Lee was a was a player. Yes. Also, <laughs> no, maybe you're mistaken. <laughs> Hello. I don't know. I was a little bit perplexed by this one. Um, Voider and Sunskeep were saying earlier this morning that you can't expect much from him on defense. You know, he'll go to slap the ball, he'll get the foul, and then he'll do that. Just look at the ref to get his own tech. So I don't know. It's, it's a curious one, but yeah, definitely three point shooting is uh, better. But defense-wise, if we're going for a defense team under Vogel, Frankie, it would be... I don't know. It's just curious to me. Don't listen to fucking Voider, man. Don't listen to Voider and Sons. <laughs> them fucking hacks. Don't, fucking, don't pay them any attention. They're fucking... Yeah, they're just a little bit too reactionary with all their post-game... Boyd's comments did not reflect spots. mine. <laughs> Um, this this for me was a roster roundout signing. It was a vet guy who ha- is a good locker room guy. Um, he's he's been around for a while. He's he's been around championship teams. Obviously, um, it's just an extension of trying to fill out the bench and probably one of the guys that was um, that was great for the locker room. Uh, Honestly, with some of the guys that we've brought in, I can't see Damian Lee playing a lot of basketball for the Suns next season. Anyway, um, I, I think he's he's gonna he, he will round out that bench, and that'll be about it. And 
he might play here and there, but um, yeah, he's got his deficiencies. But let's be honest, anyone on a vet minimum probably does. That's the reason they're on a vet minimum. So um, I, I'm I'm okay with it. We have to fill out the roster, so why not Damian Lee? He played he played some okay ball last year. Um, yeah, he definitely can, man. Who was who were you most disappointed that we didn't bring back? Um, let's let's talk about the guys that we didn't bring back. So obviously we've got Jock Landales uh, off to Houston. Uh, we pulled the qualifying offer really early yesterday. Uh, I think that was answered with one of the signings. Almost at the well, it was our first announced signing. Um, we who else did well? Busy, Tory Craig, uh, Jock. Who else? Who else is uh, not coming back? TJ Ross, TJ, Terence Ross. Um, who were you most disappointed that we lost? Go, boy. well, me, it's easy. <laughs> it's Jock, it is, Jock, and TC for me, <laughs> mate. Okay, so it's 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 Jock Landale. Need some explanation on that, Voida. <laughs> uh, it's 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 Jock Landale. It's they gave him a qualifying offer and pulled it last minute. I'd like to know what the thought process was with pulling it last minute, actually how them cogs turned and how they got to that, whether it was a, <laughs> um, a comp, there must've been a fucking, some tampering, a pre conversation um, prior to free agency. No tampering. Like, <laughs> no, no, tampering. Oh, sorry, no, no tampering. Maybe, maybe our front office got a vibe. It was Marbo. There was a vibe. Yeah, it was Marbo. They were feeling, they were feeling they were going to get a certain signature. And then they said, let's quickly pull this qualifying offer to the jock and we'll fucking, um, and we'll run with Marbo and their vibes. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, was just a, it was just a feeling. It was a feeling inside. I, but look, I'm a little bit, look, I, um, Eubanks is a fine addition. He's a fine addition and he's, but isn't he just, uh, Jock Landale um, 2.0. I'm for me, like I, I'm, I'm perplexed, and I think that's already been used by Hamo um, in this pod. Well, I, I wish we'd stop using fucking perplexed in at perplexed. ten o'clock on a Sunday morning. Miffed. I, I was a little bit perplexed because perplexed because Jock Landale, he's well, Eubanks is a just a fucking a broker, uglier version of Jock Landale who hasn't been in our locker room before. You we'll know what to, I mean? We'll get to you, Banks. He, he's definitely broker after that new, new contract that you picked up. He's kind of signing minimums. Jock's out but there getting... The heart, says, the heart says losing Jock is, is horrible. He's an Aussie. He loves he loved the culture in Phoenix. You know, you've seen how close he was with the PHNX guys. It was... It, it felt like a perfect fit. And to see him go... In a, that kind of situation where it's like, oh, yeah, they're going to offer him a qualifying offer or whatever, and then next, next minute it's been withdrawn, that's that's doggy, man, you know, but it is a business. But also with that, like Nate said, TC, you know, we let him go once, we brought him back, he showed us why we shouldn't let him go, and now we're doing it again. So it does suck on on two levels to lose both those guys in, in one. Ross was a bit strange as well. You know, he, he'd shown in glimpses that he was capable of being a proficient scorer for us. But new coaching staff, new system, man, it's a new team. So 
we've got to expect big changes like this, don't we? We're also experiencing uh, Gavin for a change, having issues with his internet. Mate, what are your thoughts on Jock? <laughs> I, I miss him. He's such a nice guy. He's a nice guy. <laughs> nice eyes. Nice, nice guy. Girls. Nice I must guy. admit, when I when I saw the, the news that he'd signed with Houston and then that Paddy Mills had signed with Houston, I'm like, okay, so there's the Boomer squad heading to the Houston to do the workouts. And then I saw Dylan Brooks got Dylan Brooks. I'm just like twenty million dollars a year to be a nuisance. Houston's going to be a shit show all over again. I was actually um, actually felt sorry for him. Did he have to take all that money and go to Houston for a um, job? Yeah, well, I feel sorry for Jock too. Now he comes across to me as just a. I mean, he's a bit of a larrikin, but if Dylan. You, how does he respond in the locker room to Dylan Brooks just being a fucking, fucking wank? bitch slap him, wouldn't he? <laughs> just, just fuck off, mate. Get the fuck out of here. Fuck. Um, I honestly, I think, um, I think, and uh, thanks for carrying that while I was fucking around with my internet. Um, the I think good riddance. Um, the piece of shit didn't come on our pod, so oh. fuck you, Jock. Um, Jesus. I, ho- I hope that you and Dylan Brooks uh, have a beautiful fucking future together. Um, uh, as far as I'm concerned, it was un-Australian of you not to come on the Aussie Suns fans podcast, and you are up there with Ben Simmons for who, who you are. That is not fair. You? You, Gary. That is or- not. That's too far. You also expect you to listen far. to this shit to catch your invite. <laughs> You're showing your, your true colours. It's all bubbling to the top all of a sudden. You never quite got over him him fucking knocking you back, did you? You never quite got no. over it. And now, he, didn't, and now, he never knocked me back. He just never answered. And that's that's rude. <laughs> he gave you the Bridget Jones' fucking um, excuse. That was that one. Yeah, I actually he did once. Yeah, he did once. Yeah, I, but didn't one of our Bridget boys Jones do one. some research and find out it wasn't on TV that night? I'm yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what we got. Um, yeah. Hey, Gab, on, on this this note where you started this session about who we're going to miss, you put a tweet out or some shit yesterday, crapping on about Suns fans that are too hung up on ex Suns players. You want to fucking elaborate on that? Clearly not. No, he's just frozen up. Hey, um, do it, do it again, do it again, do it again. Tell me what, what did I put a tweet out on? You were having a go at Suns fans, but too hung up on guys with on ex Suns players. What was that all about? Yeah, given um, this segment you just did, this, who are you going to miss the most? This, this here, this is what that's, that's, that's all about. Obsession well, that's just with that's just fucking love. That's irrelevant of that. Suns fans have this have this real tie to players that have been there previously. Now, I think we've had this rant before, and it was it's actually going to make up part of my of a segment later for me. But we're we're so obsessed with every time we've got a, a tiny gap or a, a spot on the roster, we always go back to guys that have already been in the system and haven't succeeded. It's we need to move on time at times, and we just don't. And we got a we're, we're so hung up on guys now, like anyway. We've got a two money puppy. We're just hu- so hung up on guys like Kelly Oubre coming back or Goran Dragic keeps coming. Hey, I, I don't understand why people would ever entertain Kelly Oubre. It, it back. was, it, I can understand it purely from an entertainment standpoint. 
for entertainment and showmanship on and off the court. His character, his presence, his interviews, all his shit on Twitter and that was just entertaining, very entertaining. And I understand the energy that comes with that, you know, the, the vibe, the marble. He certainly didn't help us win any fucking games there, did he? Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> he, he would have been a really good mascot. <laughs> Put him in the gorilla suit. <laughs> he ain't taking gorilla spot, though. That's the problem. Um, all right, so so that that's basically what I mean, and I'll I'll talk about that a bit further later on. Let's right. talk about the guys that came in, and you already half spoke about this dude, so uh, we'll see how this plays out. But Drew Eubanks obviously replaced Jock Landau on our list. Um, what's your thoughts on Drew coming in? I I I tend to lean with you there, Boyd. That he's just a more athletic jock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, um, after feverishly looking at his highlights and um and and fucking, I'm just I'm just, I was just trying to pinpoint what he brings that jock didn't bring. And look at and I I know he was athleticism. A starter there. Yeah, five yeah, million dollars less than salary. And five million dollars. <laughs> well, we just we just don't know. We Jock may have bloody signed up with us straight away if we had approached him as quick as we did Eubanks, and um, he may not have ever known that Rockets had that money there for him. Who knows? But in any case, there's a little bit more athleticism. Yeah, there is, there is. But um, there's just still a lot of unknowns. I mean, Jock also didn't get as much burn as what Eubanks has got, and when he did. He had some really, really good stat lines and just he had a really good effect on the team. So um, Eubanks, Eubanks, I think it's just going to it's, it's a more of a sideways move from from Jock. Um, um, but, yeah, look, fingers crossed. And I'm going to get get behind the guy. Look, no, I'm not. If he goes and marries, marries PH and NX instead of Jock and has some sort of deal with them to come on all the time. I'm not going to fuck with that. I'm not going to. It's always going to be Jock and PH and X for me. <laughs> um, but um, not even not even if there's a fire, am I going to get behind that? But um, but yeah, no, it's too soon. Um, fucking Drew Eubanks um, approach. Maybe approach another podcast and partner with them. It's too soon. I can't. I don't. I, I don't love the loyalty, boy. I love. See, this is this is the pro- this is my problem. The dude's gone, man. Let it go. This is like your no. fucking Monty ring. No. No, no, Let no, it no, go. no. Jock Landau no. doesn't play for us anymore. Not... I'm going to miss Jock more than Monty. <laughs> That's for sure. I'm not going to let it. I'm not going to let it go right now. I will eventually, Gavin. Um, but what I'm saying is, um, <laughs> Drew Eubanks, mate, he needs to go out there and partner with a um, with another podcast because I just. I just, I just want him. I... Do you want to know what I want Drew Eubanks to do? Go out and play basketball for the Suns as a backup center. I don't give a fuck what podcast he's on. Yeah, look at the moment. Can you? It's going to look weird seeing Espo frothing over another fucking centre for the Suns so quickly. It's just going to look like a like a fucking what the fuck is wrong with you this morning? There's nothing wrong with me, mate. I'm upset. That's all. Fucking Jesus Christ! You're upset about what happens on another podcast. Yes, I am. I'm telling you about it. So fucking listen and tell me what you think about it. I could on that last pod. On that last pod, I was talking about um, even approaching Mo Wagner. And when I saw the news yesterday morning it would sign Drew Eubanks, I thought to myself, oh, I'm quite happy to be wrong about that one. I thought that was a much better better option. Um, what that uh, He's on fire pod you were on yesterday, Gav. Um, yeah. 
Coach Evan B was talking about his mate Eric, the hometowner uh, from Portland, that had his – it was actually saying good riddance, done with him. Thank God he's not on our team anymore. What was your angle on that? Like, because you, you were having chats with him before the pod and after, so. Yeah, so I, I think my, my immediate take off the back of that was um, he did that in a Portland system that was – a switching defense, all that sort of stuff. And he, he was the type of player that just likes to play last line and, and protect the rim. Now, if you look at Vogel's systems in uh, at the Lakers and even going back to the Pacers, he plays with uh, rim protecting big on the last line. So I think the, the way that Vogel wants to set up our defense is probably going to suit Eubanks. It's um, because their biggest fear was that he's going to roll off his man and leave his man wide open. Well, that's kind of the system that Vogel runs anyway. There's, we're going to see a hell of a lot of less switches this year um, with the way we set up our defense, I think. Well, you were talking about <laughs> outside of your positionless dick, as I put it, you said the one true position we needed was a center. So now we've got two. Th- you need an anchor, right? You, you do. Need so now we've got two. Do you think we need a third one? No, I think that um, off the back of those two, uh, and uh, it's one of the questions coming up, but I think Eubanks covers off and then we effectively signed young athletic guys who are capable of playing a smaller ball um, type mm. setup. I and like I think that's what we're going to see. They're six, eight to 6'10", aren't they? So. Yeah, and with and Coach Evan B yesterday, shout out to him. Thanks for having us on. Um he spoke about the wingspan of these guys and the fact that from a defensive standpoint, we're going to have a lot more physicality and a lot more coverage at the rim, um, which which we we all know that we've lacked for the last few years. So um, if we're running small ball with Bates Diop or um, Chemezi Yetmedu, one of any of those guys, even Utah can play uh, as a coverage at the rim. Um, he's he's still what six eight six nine, um, big wingspan. So um, yeah, I, th- I I think we're done at the centre position to be brutally honest. And the the biggest challenge we're going to have is if we get an injury to one of those two. Hmm. Circle back Hello. to me because I've got someone, I've got someone to throw on the table for the third spot later on. Yes, we'll talk about that later on. Thoughts on Drew Eubanks, Hamo? I like his game. I do. And I, I kind of understand it. Um, I can visualise going forward. I've been waiting. I cannot wait to get on 2K. I know Voida put up a tweet uh, within the last 16 hours, I'd say. And, um, he played 2K with the latest roster, and it's incredible. Um, thank you, James Jones, or something he said. But, uh, yeah, definitely. I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of his game, and... Yeah, Jock did tend to be look a little bit lazy at times. So um, blending both Boyd and Nate's things together, the main thing comes to me is the five million less a year. So silly not to, right? But no, I'm, I'm quite happy with it. Um, definitely sucks about Jock, but it'd be nice to see Eubanks in the uh, in the purple and orange. At least he's getting paid because me and Gav gave Boyd so much shit on the last pod about <laughs> Jock even getting between seven and twelve million. And you were saying seven. I'm a lot like, of is he even getting seven? A lot That's of people exactly out there. Got. 
hey, I was money and they don't fucking deserve it. So for someone yeah. that does deserve some money to get get that bag, I'm all for it, man. But yeah, I was gonna no, I was gonna be the bigger man and not bring that up. But no, I no, think no, no. I, I wouldn't right. I wouldn't extend that courtesy to you. So go for it. No, that's right. <laughs> Fuck yourself. To be honest, I'm, I'm glad he cashed in, but um, the I'm glad he cashed in. Um, reality is that Houston have to spend their cap, so they're just fucking paying money to anyone at the moment. Let's we'll we'll go through a couple of those later. Um, next up, let's talk. Let's talk about Utah. We'll we'll go with Utah next. Everyone was pretty damn excited that uh, we ended up. We'd spoken about Utah. Every well, we we did three shows where we touched on free agency, and we brought up um, Utah pretty much every single one. Um, what were your thoughts? Were you pretty fucking happy when that one went down? That was our last signing of the day yesterday, Boyd. What were your thoughts when that went down? Yeah, look, um, um, both both him and Damian Lee are our um, real perimeter threats that we signed yesterday. Um, Utah, Utah, it's. He could he could go one of two ways. He could get the extra the extra limelight in Phoenix, the extra time, which I think he will get. I think he'll get more burn than he did in Brooklyn, um, just because of what he what he what he gives us from the perimeter and his size, length, his his hustle on defense. So that's another thing. He's um forty four percent, albeit he he was he was only throwing up a couple of game. Um, but if that translates. With even if that's just a buddy, um, a, you know, 38 39 percent three point shooter with a little, little bit more volume, it's gonna be it's gonna it's gonna fucking really, really, really be dangerous with our with our three headed Hydra. So, um, yeah, no, look, I, I think Yuta was really good. I think, um, I think he's a he's a smoky to be that uh fifth starter. We'll talk about that a little bit later too, but um, 51 percent. 51% for catch and threes, um, catch and shoot threes from the corner. So corner, pretty yeah. pretty impressive. Yeah. Nate, what's your thought? What was your thoughts on Utah Wantanabe? I never even had him on my free agent list because I did not think he was going to sign for what you know minimum. I, I mm. think that's an absolute score to get him for vet min. So uh this the versatility of his height and where he plays positionally. I think just those two things combined make it a, a great a great pickup, and the, the connection to KD obviously doesn't hurt. You know, as far as fitting into the team, having someone else there already. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hamo, this is the one that all the podcasters have talked about, isn't it? You know, Saul, um, Voida, Sunscape. You hear them all talking about Utah, the KD connection, all of that. Um, I think it's a it's a brilliant signing. A lot of people are going to run their own narrative about, oh, KD's making his own fucking super team, you know, whatever, bringing all his friends in. But I think that's a smart um, decision on both ends on the on the court and also on the money side of things. I think it's I think it's really good. And um, he he did play for us once before, didn't he? No. No? No. No, he played okay. at Toronto. Played Toronto. Okay. I might be getting confused. Happens. But either way, quite excited. I think it's a great signing. And like I said, it's the one that everyone wanted. So perfect. Yeah. Um, well, I think everyone's touched on how, how valuable um, 
Utah is going to be in this roster. He's going to take up those Damian Lee minutes. There's no doubt about it. I'm not sure that he'll become the fifth starter. I'm happy to be proven wrong. But I really think that um, we spoke about the the if you go back to the playoffs last year, our biggest letdown was the fact that nobody outside of KD and Book could score the ball from wide open shots, um, particularly in the corners. We just didn't take advantage of those opportunities. This is a guy who will. Um, if he's on the floor with Beal, KD and Book, he's going to get, and somebody said it in the chat before, he's going to be open a whole lot this season from the corner. So he's going to get his opportunities. Let's just hope he takes them because that's going to be the, one of the most important things that um, that we can do from a roster perspective this year is have guys who can score so that when there's a collapse on Book, Beal um, and KD, we've got guys on the outside that are going to hit. Utah could hit – he could have 15 points a game this season hmm. on sort of five corner threes. Uh, it's I could I could easily see him doing that off the bench, and that will be the um, the the kind of output that we had hopes for and expectations from Landry Shamit. So um, we'll come back to that question, Joel, as well. Next up, uh, <laughs> somebody said it before. The, these names are going to be tough for us to pronounce, but we're oh, Australians, so we don't me. give a fuck. I, I, I was looking at the was thinking, we're going to have to come up with nicknames for all of them. You, yeah, well, it's, yeah, Kater. It's Kater the, Bates Kater. I'm just going to call him KBD. So, what was your thoughts on KBD Boyd? And uh, I'll let you guys run this a little bit because I've just I'll be back in one second. <laughs> okay, Diop. Diop's probably um, well. He's our best get. He's our best get yesterday. He's uh, probably the um, the most rounded, the well most well rounded player. Um, None of these guys are truly elite at, at everything. They're all, you know, pretty good long um, defensive type wings. But um, but look, I think I think I think Diop Diop and Rocksteady, you know, the old teenage and uh, the teenage <laughs> Ninja, Ninja Turtles, Turtles. Bebop, old Diop. Yeah, so that's um that's what I keep keeps ringing through my head. But um, yeah, no Diop again. Look, I think he's a he's another Smokey. I think I think I'd be happy with either him or Yuda in there. He's very much to me the way. From what I've, because I've been fucking hammering uh, the YouTube clips, he's um um you know a very long defender, um, jumps into passing lanes, reminds me a bit of Macau, even more so than our um our number fifty two draft pick, uh, Tumani. Um, so yeah, look, I think um I think look, I think he's 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 going to play meaningful minutes. He's going to be one of our glue guys. Um, I don't expect him to score a million points. He likes to. It seems like he likes to operate off of um, you know a lot of back cuts and um, and and play off of other people, which is which is great. But I think um, yeah, no, I think he's a. I think he's a, a really really good. I never thought that he'd that he'd come to us on a minimum. Uh, a minimum, and you know, all credit to James Jones for going out there nice and early, and just painting the picture in Phoenix to this guy. And getting him to sign before anyone else got their grubby mitts on him. So, but yeah, no, really, really happy with Diop. Boyd, on your Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles reference, <laughs> if who's going to be the rock steady to your bebop out of uh, Utah? Sitting here thinking the whole, the whole time too. Who's the rock? Well, <laughs> it's got to, it's got to, it's got to be you, Banks. It's got to be you, Banks. I've just called him the 
uglier broker version of Jock Landau. <laughs> so it's got to be it's got to be Drew you Drew Eubanks, so I would think. But um, yeah. uh, Look, but, Go on. Yeah, go, go, go. Your turn. Your turn. I haven't got much more to add than what you've said, and especially haven't got any other cartoon references to use. But watching, the, like you said, watching the clips of this guy, getting him for vet men, being able to fit him into our system, whether it's starting, whether it's coming off the bench, it's he's going to be able to add value wherever he comes in. Uh, again, not someone I thought we'd be getting for the price we did. So another tick for James Jones there. Hammer? I think I'll thing I like about most of these signings is a lot of them sort of come from left field. Um, names, you, names you know, but not superstar names. And all of a sudden, our bench, we have a bench. Uh, first of all, thank you for the guys in the chat who um, made me feel like I'm not going completely senile and it was Yuta Tabusi that I was thinking of that used to play for us. Thank you. Um but yeah, no, I, I think I think uh, I'm pretty sure it's Cater. I think it's a, a good sign, and I'm looking forward to it. All these guys are going to look good in our colours, man. They're all going to look good. Like, look at Bradley Beal. He looks so goddamn good in that PHX City or Statement Edition, whatever it was. I can't wait to see it, man. Can't fucking wait. That picture of Brad Beal chatting up Sophie in the in the tunnel. <laughs> I could just see Gav's uh, face getting redder and redder, redder <laughs> as I'm looking at that picture, and it's like, oh shit, <laughs> lucky bastard. Um, I th- uh, originally when this signing happened, I thought that this guy was probably our fifth. Um, I, th- I I I think he's a really really nice fit with how the roster's built at the moment. Um, he's got length, he's got athleticism, he, he's good on the defensive end, he's really nice for, at, a, at a post up. Um, the way he moves to the basket, the cuts, I think he's a he's a real, real uh chance to be the fifth guy. Um, and I he's he this was the prototype of the type of player that I think James Jones wanted to bring into the roster for um this free agency period. We got younger, we got more athletic, we got more physical um, and just repeatedly these guys that we brought on all fit this same mould. So I'm pretty excited about seeing KBD running around in a Suns jersey. Um, I think he's going to play some pretty valuable minutes for us next season. Um, Here we go with another one. Uh, Chemezi Mitu. It's a Me Too um, movement. Chamezi Me Too. I wish we signed guys with easier fucking names, but anyway. <laughs> um, Boyd, what's your thoughts on Chamezi Me Too? Yeah, look, probably one of our more lackluster moves yesterday. Um, probably. Probably, um, <laughs> probably. You're an look, idiot. You're a fucking idiot. Tell me why I'm an idiot. Because uh, if you actually have a look at what this guy does, he's not lacklustre in any way, shape or form. I said in comparison to what we did yesterday. What do you mean in comparison? Well, so this I'd guy, uh, he's my prediction to, to be our off. fifth. In he's going to be our fifth. You starter. missed Gav getting an erection on a live pod yesterday when he was switching between <laughs> between um, Dubop and, and Meadow. <laughs> he watched it live. He's like, oh, yeah, no, I'm changing my mind. I love this guy now. 
anyway. fucking he's fucking fantastic. I'm pretty excited by him. Okay, I, mean, well, I, know, about, I know. I know. How about, how about you tell me when it's um? How about you tell me um how much you love uh Matthew when when you're talking about him and not fucking interrupt me every time. You can't. <laughs> No, no, you go. You go. Tell us about how underwhelming Matu is, and I think again, it's me too. Again. I don't know how to pronounce it. Guys in the chat, you, you guys over there, me Shimezi. too or Metu or yeah, tell us how to pronounce it. Go, boy. Again, Metu. In, compar- in comparison to our other moves yesterday, this was probably the most underwhelming move because. Look again. We just we doubled down, and I love the prototype, the the long defensive, um, um, you know, hustle guys. But we got that with Diop. Um, we got that with um, Yuta plus shooting. Um, but yeah, look, I look. I don't hate it. I don't hate it by any means. But I think that he plays the least out of um, um, our gets yesterday. Um, but yeah, look, it's just again. I can probably. Um, <laughs> Re, re-spew out all the shit that I just said about, you know, the previous guys about this one. Um, but, yeah, Matthew is a bit of a meh one for me. <laughs> Nate? I, I mean, I just look at all the, the four signings and it's, they're all pretty much the same height. They're all going to play roughly around the same position. <laughs> um, I, I Watching you, you on the He's on Fire pod yesterday, Gav, and I was just like, I oh, just... This guy, pick your fuck, make your fucking mind up, Gav. Pick a guy you like and stick with it. <laughs> he's had a, he had a gut full. He's dropped out. <laughs> he got upset. Um, got yeah, upset. I mean, I, I was watching the transition highlights from um, Dubop to Meadow, and I'm like, yeah, sure, but didn't change my mind. I still, for me, the um, Kakita Bates Diop is the the better of the two, or at least in my opinion. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, Hamo, are you hey, think um, any different? Was that he's um, on fire pot any good? Did did, did Gavin it actually, embarrass? It, it, it was actually very informational. Um, I, I did get a bit cranky at some of the shit they there. There's a lot of jock hate on that pod. Oh really? Of, yeah, and they had some comments that when they sign in, they'll say, "Meh, who's jock?" Coach Why Evan B. Do that. Yeah, and uh, that uh, Amit guy. They were Plus like just not loving it. on jock. Then that, that that upset me a bit, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. But otherwise, no, very informational. I like the way they put 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 all the clips together a bit differently from the rest of us. So. Hemo. I? I don't mind it. Um, I wasn't hugely familiar with his game, but going back and, you know, looking through highlights, looking through stats and all that kind of stuff, um, the, the more big, the better. You know, we, we've, we sort of drifted away from our towers. You know, we lost Frank. Um, DA was doing DA things, but um, yeah, I, I don't mind it at all. I don't mind it at all. And just quickly, the guys in the chat loving some of your comments, man. This is hilarious. Keep it going, this is awesome. But yeah, no, I, I, don't, I don't mind the the Metu um signing. I think it's, Gavin, I think it's good. Yes, boy, unload on me, mate. I'm not going to all over it. Everyone's everyone everyone's entitled to their opinion. It's just that your opinions are generally wrong. Um, I, I, I really, <laughs> I really like uh, I, I like the look of Netu. Um, the more the more I sort of had a look at it, the 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 more I was impressed by it. But I think that um, 
Voida might be right. I think he's probably come in as our third centre rather than um, rather than that four. Uh, so probably you guys are probably going to be right with KBD picking up the four, the starting four role, uh, KD shifting into the three, um, and we'll see Met, Met two come off the bench. But I, I really do like it again. Longer, more athletic, um, physically. He like from a physicality standpoint, he's he was the uh, the vision we saw yesterday. Um, he plays with a lot of aggression he at does. the basket. Um, uh, plays a bit of bully ball, which I like, uh, and I think we needed that pretty badly, to be honest. I, I um, did see a bit of need, that. Gap, need but- that dog. I suppose one of the reasons, and I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think out of out of the, the the group of guys we got yesterday, I think he's had less less minutes than them guys. Yeah. I think the other guys are getting a bit more burn. So that's why I was a little bit more sheepish on, you know, was it just, you know, a bit of a flash in, flash in the pan or was it something he's going to be able to sustain? Especially in, with all these guys, it's they're going to be in the limelight. They're going to get a lot more... Um, um, nationally televised games. There's going to be, um, you know, they're going to have to, they're going to have to fucking play because we've got a lot of the, um, a lot of these sort of mid guys now on these minimums, who are, yeah, they're all going to have to fucking battle each other to get that, um, to get them rotation minutes. So, but yeah, look, um, yeah, I'm neither here nor there with 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 Metu. I just haven't seen enough of it, I guess. Um. Metu or Metu or uh, Eubanks as the backup five is what Void is asking. I think Eubanks is going to come off the bench first. There's especially size and the position. Yeah. Um, although uh, not much difference in the size between no, those not, two. They're both. It's they're, only they're an inch. Both he's, he's, well, he's just on six ten, isn't he? Eubanks. Yeah, I think Eubanks is six ten and um, Metu is six nine. Um, but both. Drew's a Drew's a true, true center though. He is, he is, and more, more defensive minded, particularly with that rim protection. Um, he, he Do you gets think a lot this of gives shots. an opportunity for one of them to play the five, and we move to eight to power forward like I've always wanted? Not a fucking hope in that. <laughs> yucky, no. yucky. Enough yucky. of that. Not shit. a hope. It's horrible. I hate it. Uh, uh, yuck, 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 yuck. 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 Like, needs to learn to play his fucking Me position too. before he moves to another one. Me too. It's not moving. It's what <laughs> he used to play. Yeah, in college, and uh, he was still a center. He's not a power forward. He's a center. And if he doesn't like playing center, he should retire. Yeah, we're asking Booker to move to full-time point gaming. guard. Booker's more likely to play <laughs> point guard than fucking eight in his... Yeah, We've got to spread the floor. We've got to... Booker to do everything. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We've got to be able to spread the floor. And and if you want to play the, the four in today's NBA, you've got to be able to spread the floor. And Aiton can't spread the floor. He's a plonker. So if we're going to put... We're going to put um, Eubanks and Aiton and just plonk them in the key. We've got no spread on the floor, and it's just going to create issues with, uh, particularly with three guys who dribble into that area and pull up and shoot jump shots. We're going to put two centers in their face or two defensive bigs in their face. I like it. (laughs) I like it. (laughs) So does Boyd. Um, before we move on to the next section, those of you that are in the chat and enjoying it, if you've got questions without notice, start throwing them in. Anything you want to ask, ask, and at the end of the show, we'll answer them as we go through. Um, 
thoughts on some of the others we'll we'll just throw them out i'll throw some names out give us your first reaction on uh what you thought about their contracts in free agents obviously outside of the suns but there's there were some interesting contracts signed yesterday jeremy grant uh five years 160 mil what was your was uh, was that was that a signing to keep dame and now dame's demanded out Ah, uh, mate. Yeah, look, it likely was. It lo- it likely was, and they were hoping for him to have a a change of heart and 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 stay. But fuck me, like I'm glad it's not us paying that guy that much coin. That's um, I'm glad it's over there and not over here, pretty much. Now, Jeremy Grant, you know, he has he has come a long way in the last probably five years. He's been adding to his game every single season, but um, he, I don't think he has the ability to coexist with another alpha. Um, 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 player, like I, I think we saw that. Um, but yeah, look, I, yeah, meh, who cares? <laughs> well, he didn't have any alphas around him in Detroit, and it didn't work there. So, well, look, when, yeah. when I when I saw that contract, I just thought this motherfucker finds a way to get paid every time the day comes around. And he's he really has found a way to milk money out of, this, keep, out of the league. <laughs> he keeps getting paid, right? Yeah. I mean, he's good. He's good. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he's he, shit. He, he's never like, going to winning situations, though. Like yeah. he's just he's chasing a packet. <laughs> yeah. Um. Second one, Fred Van Vliet. Fuck. He signed um, a three-year contract worth 128 million dollars a year. 128 and a half. Average salary of $42,846,000 per year. This is the most um, ridiculous fucking contract I've ever heard. Biggest contract for a non-drafted player in NBA history. Go, fucking uh, mate, keep rolling on. It's just ridiculous, man. The dude, he's got a little bit of talent, but he is not worth that amount of money, man. When I, I just laughed when I seen Houston... Houston is in shambles at the moment, dude. Throwing forty-something million dollars a year to Fred Van Fleet. Nah, sorry, it's just it's fucking retarded. It it really is. It does not make sense to me. He's not worth that amount of money. Mate, uh, I I think it's hilarious too. But I I, I thought of um, when I saw that he got that bag, and then I saw it was in Houston. First thought was, oh, good on you, bro. And then the second thought was, ah, oh, but it's fucking Houston. And then I just kind of put it in the same ballpark as like Jalen Brunson. You know, he played second string for so long. He finally comes up. He does really well uh, you know, in uh, New York. He's probably looking at a bag as well. But, you know, Fred Van Vliet has now set the uh, benchmark for upcoming second stringers to get uh, paid. Boy. Yeah, good on him. Good on him, but fuck, he got paid more than Kyrie. That's fucking cool as fuck. <laughs> fuck you, Kyrie. <laughs> but um, yeah, look, you know what? Um, I if I was Houston, look, I I wouldn't have minded. Um, when you're a team that there's not much out there, and he was one of the better talents in the free agency pool for sure. But they probably shouldn't have done it. I would have maybe gone maybe one plus one or two two years at that, just because they've got a lot of cap to fill over the next couple of years and maybe build for, you know, a future, free, uh, have some cap ready to go uh, for a future uh, free agent. But, yeah, look, good on him. Ultimately, they're not going to bother us. It's going to be a shambles there with Dylan Brooks and 
whatnot. Um, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> not much more to say. What do you think, Gav? Gav's lagging again. Does, does anyone else watch NBA yeah. TV? Because over here we've got uh, on StarHub NBA TV as a channel. And yesterday they had a, a free agent reaction and signing reaction show, and they were talking about the Fred Van Vliet, Van Vliet, whatever, fuck it, the signing to Houston as being a culture move, that Houston was trying to recreate their culture and bring in a culture guy. I think, sure, that, that's he's a respectable guy, he's a hard worker, that'll probably work. And then 24 hours later, they signed Dylan Brooks. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> the, um, look, the, the, the big thing is, and this is this is something that um, is pretty important to understand, and Boyd probably understands this better than most of us. He does. He's he's as close to our cap expert as we can get. Um, Poor cunt. Houston. Houston, <laughs> Houston, <laughs> Houston had to spend the money. They had no choice. Um, they have to hit 90% of the cap. And you're talking about remaining cap space, Boyd. They, really, you're not allowed to have remaining cap space anymore. You, you have to hit 90% of that cap. They had to spend the money. So yeah. they decided to spend it on Dylan Brooks and um, and Fred Van Vliet. Uh, it was a, for me, it's and as cut and dry as that. The reason, the reason he, this contract is so high is because Houston had to spend the money. So they did. And he was the best free agent on the market that they could get for that spend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, especially once Kyrie disappeared. Uh, if anyone was a chance, uh, an additional chance to get big money from them, it would have been Kyrie. But um, end of the day, Houston spent the money because they had to. That's that's pretty much it from the way I see it. Yeah. Um, speaking of Kyrie, 126 million for three years, 42 million a year average. Um, I don't think... <laughs> I don't think that um, I don't think that Dallas had a choice. They had to sign him to this. There was they were always <laughs> expecting to, though. I, I just love that segue too from one shit show to the next, from Houston to the Mavericks. <laughs> let's, um, um, hey guys, what do you think? Let's, your shit show. Let's, hey, hey guys, we need to get some fucking money out of these Mavericks. Let's leak that we're going to go talk to Phoenix about a fucking minimum. Let's go do it. Let's do it. All right, guys. Let's go. All right. Leak it. Leak it. Fucking Chris B. Haynes or whoever the fuck it was. <laughs> like, what the... F- like, good. I'm glad. I'm glad he didn't he, he didn't get maxed out. I'm glad he didn't get fucking uh, five years. The only... I think I think all three years are guaranteed, though. I wish they went. I wish... They are. Yeah. 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 So, um, uh, you know what? <laughs> fucking, you got paid less than Fred Van Fleet, man. Oh, God. And you're in, in there with fucking Luca, who... Is still the face of that franchise, and you're never going. You're never, Corey. You're never going to be that again. Um, fucking suck eggs, mate. Nate, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. I, I don't really have anything more to add. <laughs> I was, I was kind of, I was just happy he didn't land here. I mean, I keep, I, I still, like I've said, think uh, the biggest problem the Suns has continued to have over the years is no definitive. Point guard depth. We always have one and then nothing else. And that's that hasn't changed, but I, I kind of don't mind that situation over having Kyrie now that we've got everything else on our, on our, on our court. So good luck to him and Luca. 
I hope they implode together. I, I, I think based off the history we already have, that's exactly what they're going to do. Um, yeah. Hamo. That is that is something though, right? Sign for K, sign for Kyrie and actually fall out of the playoffs. <laughs> um, Hamo, thoughts on Kyrie? Um, once again, I'm going to refer to uh, this morning's pod on Suns Jam and uh, Suns Geek, and they talked about what is a true point guard, you know. And <coughs> nowadays, with the and Nate's going to love it, the positionless basketball that is in play. Point guards and point gods like Chris Paul and Kyrie Irving are not the norm. That's not the standard anymore. That's It's these transition players, you know what I mean? Transition uh, position players. I love Kyrie's game, always have, but he hasn't showed up in years. Has not showed up in years, man. And all of his off-court antics... Um, just completely outweigh what his production would be for any team, and that's just purely business. You know what I mean? If you're not if you're not producing on the court, and you're causing more trouble, and you know, hoorah, off the court, what's the fucking point in having you? So yeah, Dallas can have that man. Um, yeah, that's that's a that's about enough talk about fucking Dallas. Um, they can go fuck themselves. Uh, our man, you, our man Cameron, our man Cameron Johnson got the bag. Now getting paid more than Macau Bridges, hundred eight million dollars over four, uh, twenty seven mil a year average. Congratulations, Cam. That's it's it's great. Great to see you got the bag. <laughs> can I jump in on that one? <laughs> yeah. I, as soon as I saw that announcement, and then it was it was actually not too not too far separated from the Kobe White re-signing. I just had these flashbacks to draft night where Kobe White was like, oh, that's love, man. That's love. Oh, that's love. And now what, uh, he's getting paid a shitload more than Kobe White. <laughs> man, um, always, always good to see a Tar Heel get their money, man. Always. Fucking Voida, Voida making the call. Cam Johnson about to be a blazer in a Dane trade. Well, yeah, they'd have to. That'd have to happen pretty soon because once they go official with that trade, doesn't it? Doesn't that cooldown kick in? They can if they if they make the transaction as they're trading or. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. But yeah, fuck it. it could still it's widely um, reported or shown or whatever. Damien and Mikael Bridges are tight, right? Yeah. So, I yeah, mean, that, he's that, got a lot of respect for that. landing spot for him for, you know, although, to make that comment. Although there is quite a bit of talk that it's Dame to Miami and Brooklyn's just going to be involved as a third team. So it'll be interesting to see what plays out there. But if Cam Johnson ends up in Portland, there's, I guess, chance that Tyler Hero ends up in um, Brooklyn or something like that. I'm, I'm not sure how they're going to build it, but... It'll be interesting to see. With the remainder of these, though, um, stop talking so much and just give me a general reaction, all right? Fucking hell. It's take forever to go through all these, the main ones anyway, which is what I want to do. Um, Kyle Kuzma, four years, 25 and a half mil a year. Good, or, good, bad, indifferent. Void. Who cares? Don't really care. Fuck him. Mate. Also don't care. Hey, mate. Eat a dick, Kuzma. 
I think it's a great contract for Washington. They've done well. It's, um, it's a tradable contract. They've positioned themselves pretty well with Kuzma. Um, Chris Middleton, 102 mil over three years, 34 million average a year. Boyd, good, bad, indifferent. Well, well done, buddy. That's just a, a Jeremy Grant move all over again. Get the bag. I think that, that it's probably owed to him, right? Like Milwaukee, yeah, he, he did the right thing by the club. So now the club's doing the right thing by him. It's probably the only way to look at it. Hi, mate. Luckiest player in the NBA today. Yeah, I'm not sure on this contract. Um, I, I I think with his injuries and everything like that, it's, I, I'm with you, Boyd. I think he's done very, very well um, for himself and is just going to pick up. Um, Draymond Green, 100 mil over four years, 25 mil a year. Boyd, good, uh, bad, yeah. indifferent? Yeah, shit ass. I'm, I'm glad it happened. Um should house, should house for the for the Warriors, which is great for us. Um, I think I honestly feel like the way that he plays, he and I've been thinking it for the last couple of years. He should be he should be regressing like majorly at his age. But um, the way that he plays, he's going to start losing that effect. I think, and it's going to be a horrible fucking contract. It'll be it'll be worse than the Jordan Poole contract. Hot take. <laughs> no. Uh, look, I just kind of figured he was always going to stay. I, I just kept thinking about the the, the second apron, the luxury tax that the was the Warriors have always been that team that said we'll pay the tax to keep this team together, and they they stood to their word even even now. And moving off Draymond's probably a better option, but yeah, good luck. I mean, he stays in the same team, whatever. It's... Um, how much? Um, could care less. Fuck Draymond Green. As long as he's not on an air radar anymore, in the same respect if Kyrie's not, I'm happy. Someone else's fucking problem now. Uh, yeah, well, look, I, I, he's just he's another one with almost the Middleton thing. Um, I think he got paid because the Warriors just went, he deserves it now. He's done the right thing. He deserves this 25 mil a year. Um, Jakob Pertl, four years, 80 mil, 20 mil a year. Yeah. I mean, Nate, it's probably his value. You know, he's he's proven to, yeah, when he left San Antonio, he's proved that he's he's got better and better. So he's, he's probably worth that. Yeah. Hamo? Don't care. Can't pronounce his name. If we were going to trade for a centre and wanted to bring a centre in, this, this would be the guy for me. I think I think he's uh, would be an absolute perfect fit Phoenix the way he plays the game. So um, good on him again. He got himself a bag twenty mil a year. Good on him. Uh, Dylan Brooks. How the fuck is anyone paying Dylan Brooks twenty million a year? No, I know. Oi, and in, I in America, someone, it's very curious. Someone in the chat said oh, it's descending, and that's fucking true. It is descending. It's a, it gets smaller every year. I would have been fucking pissed if we got him on a minimum just because <laughs> he's just a fucking shit guy. He's fucking ugly as fuck. And, uh, yeah, yeah, not here for it, mate. Not this is not going to be good for um, social media because his ego just got bigger. Oh, he, said yeah, I'm worth, he said I'm worth 12 and got 20. So, fuck, we're all, we're all, we're all going to hear about it. And he's going to be one telling us. The worst. He's the worst. 
Hello. Boyd's recaps the best. He's ugly. That's yeah. <laughs> easy. I no, love it. Really yeah, no, you're just ugly. Dug this little shit. Yeah, good for you. No. He's ugly. He's ugly, and he's not a nice guy. Yeah, that's another reason. Another reason. Not a nice guy. No, he's, he's um, not. That's two massive crosses. He's not a nice Boyd. guy. Um, I the last one. Using. The last one I'll talk about now is I think was probably the best deal of the entire free agency yesterday, which is Herb Jones, four years, fifty-six mil, fourteen mil a year. Um, I think the Pelicans did really, really nicely there. Astute, uh, clever, fucking forward thinking. It's it's a brilliant move by him because you know what he's. I mean, they could have let it ride for another year, and the cap goes up a bit more. And he, um, they know he's ascending as a player, and he has been for a couple of years. And he's just got. Uh, I think he's got a lot more room to grow, and I think he gets a lot more um, responsibility with whatever they end up doing with Zion and Ingram. Um, and they're fucking geniuses for locking him up on that type of money. Uh, for for a few more years, so fucking hoorah, good on you, Pelicans. Yeah, it's it's like when we signed Mikael Bridges to the team friendly, long term deal. Hmm. Uh, same same kind. It's a brilliant move. I think every every comment I can recall seeing uh, on social media and, and whatnot was pl- applauding that that contract signing. All right. Um, anytime another team wants to go and spend money on contracts on people I personally don't care about and don't want on our team, sweet, lock them up. I'm well, happy fuck, for I would it. have taken Herb Jones in a heartbeat. Mm. He was exactly mm. he's exactly the type of player we need. We we didn't go after him. No, so they're, 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 he was always reasonable. Must, must be a reason behind it. Yeah, yeah because then. we didn't have any money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Broke as fuck. <laughs> still, still work shit out. Gavin. Yes, boy. Just after you have your Herb Jones um, fucking spoof, can um, we have one more for that? <laughs> yes, sure. Who do you want to talk about? Devon Carter. Oh, yes, he got paid. And he's going home. He's, he's from Chicago, isn't he? He's going home. He is yeah. from Chicago, yeah. He's pretty yeah. excited. He was excited on Twitter yeah. yesterday. If for those oh, of yeah. you that uh, were for, the, for those of you that were um, that were yeah, at your right. Twitter limit and didn't get to see it, <laughs> Javon Carter, Javon Carter wrote um, wrote on Twitter that he was going home and he seems pretty happy about it and he's going to get paid. So well done, Javon. Uh, I'm happy for him. The little bull again, bull. very very happy for him. It's it's probably that's probably one player that I would have um, entertained coming back that we previously had. Um, you did you did actually mention that in the last pod, and you just said Mike we've got James. zero chance though because he's getting paid. Correct, and he did get paid, so Mike that James. was it. What? Oh, fucking Mike James! Fucking hell! Do you not remember how fucking shit Mike James was last time he was here? Well, no. yet again, he ended up being the only fucking point guard we had. <laughs> like... oh, God. Anyway, <laughs> um, on that, let's transition nicely. Thank you, Nate. We've got one roster spot left. Do we need a point guard? <laughs> we absolutely need something. <laughs> um, yeah, what's, your, what's your thoughts here? Like, This is one of the topics we covered yesterday. There's still been a lot of talk about it. I think you guys all firmly know where I sit on it. But do you, do you see that fifth spot? What, what do you want to target with that fifth spot? Do you want a starting point guard? Keep in mind how we how we set it up. We we've always wanted 
a quality backup point guard. And the Boy, no, Westbrook, people... Westbrook signed with the Clippers this morning. Yeah, and, and cheap. Yeah, for, for next to nothing almost, too, for, mm. for his level. Well, nobody wants him, and he's no, finally no, found no, a team that's still, the top of him. Fucking so. hell, man, that was cheap. Um, yeah, it's Kate Gum, Nate. On I don't. I don't know who's out there because we've always like every season we look for that quality guy that can come in off the bench and move up to a starter if need be. But they're all too expensive. So whether or not there's actually anybody out there is probably the better question. So make do with what you've got, and what we've got uh, in uh, campaign is not bad. <laughs> campaign yeah. is is he fits our system. He's we're aware of his flaws. Um, I, I I still want to see. Something, someone come on that is a quality, quality point guard. So at least we have the option. So realistically, from a point guard perspective, we're looking at um, still on the market. Ayu Dasunmu uh, wouldn't surprise me if we signed him just because his name's a fucking prick for us to say. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Corey Joseph is another one that keeps being put up. Who was released by the Pistons? I think he's a bit old. And and I think your point there is is the main one for me, Nate. There's just nothing out there to come in as a starter. What we've got already, if we want to start a point guard, Cameron Payne's the best available option for us. Yeah. Um, there's there's just no quality point guards left, oh, and which is what Boyd has just said as well. Um, uh, as far as I'm concerned, I've said it from the start. Devin Booker can run the point. Bradley Beal can handle the ball. Kevin Durant can handle the ball. We play. We had a point guard last year. His name was Chris Paul, and he played off the ball anyway. Um, I know somebody mentioned except earlier. Except in the, for the time he took all eight seconds to bring the ball up. Yeah, except for lot. when he took eight which seconds. Which was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but somebody said it there before. We need um, we need a point guard for when we're in set half court slow plays. No, we don't, because when we were in set half court slow plays last year, Devin Booker ran those. Oh, Chris Paul. Um, this is going to be a run-and-gun squad. That's why we've brought in youth. It's why we've brought in athleticism. It's That's the way we're going to play. There's going to be rebounds and there's going to be run. And we are going to play hot-shot offensive basketball. That's just the way I see this team going. Um, so who, who should we take for the fifth spot? I don't know. Um, I think we've probably already got our starter in the group that we've got. Um, but that last, or not the fifth spot, I suppose, the last remaining spot, I'd like still like to see us go for a wing um, and, and put something in there. I, I did put on Twitter last night. I don't know what people think of it, but one I would be chasing, and it's because we need an Aussie on the team. Otherwise, it's bullshit. I'd look at Matisse Teibel. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Adds defense, adds though? length. Yeah, he's still a, still a free agent. Unrestricted. Uh, you don't know if he's unrestricted. I think he's restricted, but um, so yeah, that sure means we that means any team, any offer he gets from a team that if they we can, can only match. offer the minimum, if we can only offer him the minimum and he takes it, then his current team can just pay him fucking chips and keep him. <laughs> yeah, but his current team is his current team's Portland, right? Pretty sure it's Lasers, yeah. Yeah, are they really going to want to keep him after this dame shit goes down? If, nah, if we, they're if in total mid, rebuild yeah. if that happens. For, for, for a minimum, maybe? Yeah, look, uh, absolutely, there's there's every chance that happens. Um, who else is out there? 
So a lot of people have mentioned in the chat and a lot of people continue to mention it and bring up Eric Gordon. Now, if we can get Eric Gordon on a minimum, then I'd absolutely take him. But Eric Gordon's not signing for a minimum. Am I am I out on my own on a branch here? I just can't well, see how he signs for a minimum. There's not a lot of teams with money to pay him, though. And he's, he's just come out of a really, really long shit club. <laughs> like the time he's been used must have been miserable. So he's going to want to play somewhere he actually wants to play, but who's got the money to pay him? In he's a good ringless, situation? correct? Sorry? He's chipless, ringless? Yes. Yeah, he's never won a ring. He might, just want, he might sign that, that lower deal to, to come to a place where it's fucking good chance. Uh, Boyd? I think there's a chance, but uh, yeah, look. If the money dries up around him, it's a chance. But I think if he can still get another, I don't know, I don't know how many of the of the full uh, MLEs are out there for you know the 12, 12 mil or even the seven. Um, I think he'd, he'd he'd jump at that. But again, it could just be a perfect little uh, mix of he's at the end of his career. He wants that final cherry on top. Um, the money did dry up. Maybe he doesn't want to go and play in a shithole town for fucking seven million when he can get you know, two or three million on a minimum. Uh, who knows? Who knows? It's a possibility. Um, but in saying that, um, I don't know. Do we, as it stands right now, we've got we've got the 14, we've got one spot left, yeah? Yeah, basically. That's depending on, depending on what we do with the rookie. So obviously yeah. if we sign him to a contract rather than a two-way, um, that'll be... We've got one two-way. We've got one two-way, two, two more to sign. Um, and you guys are probably right. I'd love Tumani to have the roster spot, but um, you're probably right. He probably will be a, a two-way. So we've got another two-way to go and that roster spot. It's always good. To I actually I actually think Isaiah Todd will end up on a two-way as well, which will give us two spots. Um, I think that we'll yeah. waive him and then re-sign him to a two-way. Um, I had this chat with Dave King yesterday, and I think he's spot on. Like, Matt Ishby is not going to care if we waive him and, and it costs him two million bucks. He's not going to care. So the, there's the potential there for a couple of roster spots. Yeah, I would I not have a name I want to float. Sorry? I do have a name I'd like to float. Float it. Float it. If Boyd's finished talking about uh, this, no, these, these No, you're spots. good, man. You're good. Um, he's out of the NBL, and he's on our summer league roster. Keanu Pinder. Yes, it's another centre. He's 6'11". He's 28 years old. Um the the most he's he's played at the he's currently signed to the Wildcats, which is arguably one of the better uh, long-standing NBL teams. But the most interesting thing I found about him was that he's won the last two most improved player awards in the NBL. So twenty twenty two and twenty twenty three, he was the most improved player. That can be impressive at face value, or it could be how shit was he in twenty twenty one that he compoundedly got better twice. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know much about Pinder. Of course, we'd we'd all love to have another Aussie um, lacing up for the Suns, but yeah, um, well, Aussie related. Yeah. yeah, yeah, of course we we're, we're all going to love that. But yeah, I'm also think I think that we might just sort of roll with them fourteen spots and have just that little bit of wiggle room. Uh, you never know what might come up, mm -hmm. and just just to you know to have have options. You just never know who gets. With the, the, with the at least Keanu, the summer league team. 
I thought there was something in the new CBA that said you couldn't roll into the season with 14. Well, now you can have um, 14, 14 minimum, 15 okay. maximum, plus your three, uh, plus three, uh, three two ways. Yeah. Okay. I just want to jump in on the on the Keanu thing, man. The wait and see what he does in summer league. This guy is a mate. You've jumped on mute, Dammit. You put yourself on mute, buddy. Sorry, mate. Um, comes from a, a legacy lineage family. You know, his father Kendall played for the Illawarra Hawks down here. He's in our actual extended family. Um, so I'm I'm super hyped for Keanu. And honestly, guys, just wait and see what this kid does. Nate, I'm so glad you brought it up, man. This guy, yeah. It is. Uh, I'm with you. I, I thought it was exciting man. to see his name on our summer league roster. I thought it was oh, actually going to give me something huge, to watch. Like huge, mate. Huge. Yeah, tiny. He's dad, tiny. Great man. Huge. Um, spent a lot of time down here in in our region in the Illawarra. Um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm fucking hyped to see what Keanu brings, man. The thought of him taking that last spot, like he's young. We can train him our way. We can build him our way. And we he's could get him for the, the two-way money too. And he's a smart kid, man. Like seriously, that's some. What, what color are his eyes? That's level shit. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to say they're eyes. a dark brown. Dark brown. Mm. I prefer <laughs> blue myself. Blue. This yeah. is um, nice this is my eye. thoughts on this is my thoughts on Keanu Pinder. <laughs> fuck off, Gav. <laughs> I just could not give a fuck. He's not going to play on our top roster. There's no fucking way known we're signing that dude. I'm sorry, but he's just not that good. Um, we may as well fucking keep Isaiah Todd. Um, the, this I do agree with too, and it's something that I wanted to bring up. And uh, I know he fits your uh, your nice guy thing, Boyd, and um, Suns fans love him. I love him. He's a good guy. He's, he's a great Nice guy. Locker room guy, all that sort of shit. But he's he's not an NBA player. <laughs> yes, yeah, I, 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 I believe he is. He is. He is. Wainwright. I think Ish Wainwright should be removed from our roster. Yeah. I, I think I think we, we should be waving Ish Wainwright and looking elsewhere. Didn't he play football once though? <laughs> I believe he might have played football, yeah. <laughs> it's getting funnier every time now. <laughs> Baylor, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. What What's your thoughts on that, Nate? You You wanted to jump in and jump smash me in the face there, so. <laughs> no, I, I understand your your point about ish, but you know, there's at least there's a little bit of loyalty from the team there. I mean, he's got the opportunity to show that he he has already improved. He's continued to show he's solid, and if he improves further, then we've got him at a bargain. If he doesn't, then fuck him off. Have I? Yeah, I'd rather Keanu Bender. <laughs> uh, hey, well, at least me and Hammer agree on something solidly this week. <laughs> hey, look, look. At the end of the years, are probably right. He's probably one of the first guys that are looked at to be offloaded. If um, if we, you know, do need to make room, but I just. I just, I just don't want to fucking, um, you know, kick a guy like that on a podcast. I think he's fucking a nice guy, and um, happy to. I think he's solid defensively, and look, I, he's not great at anything, but yeah. 
I just fucking leave Ish alone. He's a nice guy. <laughs> we're gonna have to give you this. We're gonna have to start a segment here called "He's a Nice Guy" by Boyd. He's a nice guy. By Boyd. Like even him. Jake's, even Jake's quoting Boyd now on Boyd as God. <laughs> <laughs> he's a nice guy. The other day, Jake was nice like, guy. "Oh, Boyd from the Aussie Suns fans," because he's a nice guy. <laughs> uh, we're not. We're not. I mean, at the end, we're not fucking front office executives. We don't have to. We can have relationships with these players. You know, and fucking, we can be fans. We can do it. Don't hate yourself for doing it, Gav. But we're only fans, remember? You know what I'm like, right? I'm, I'm just going to look at this as, in an analytical fashion. I'm, I don't care whether he's a nice guy. I just want to see us win. So I think that somebody other than Ish Wainwright helps us do that. But I'm not trying to kick the guy. He's a nice guy. Either way, he's still going to get paid. Uh, he's a nice guy. He's a nice, nice guy. guy. But... But yeah, I think it's time to move on from there. Um, can can last, I give you a fuck you before we segment. move on? Yeah, oh, you've, okay. you've still got more for this segment. Okay. Yeah, come one back more. Here for my fuck you. Yeah. Okay. Um, who's your fifth? Who's gonna? Who's our? Who's our extra starter boy? I uh, I alluded to it earlier. Um, alluded? Is that it? I don't think I did that right. It but was, no, yeah, I think you did. I did. Well played. Well played. Well, it's it's Utah Watanabe. Watanabe. He is. Uh, I think he's. He has the. You know. You know. You want that guy um, with an elite skill set. Hopefully, it. It. You know. It's. Um, with. With. With more volume, as I discussed earlier, that it keeps on being elite. But that shooting is something that's really, really exciting, and I think will be a real fucking powerful thing on this starting squad. I think Book and Beal. Do, share we, the do we need? Do we need to um, get some scoring off the bench, though? That's where I was going with this. Because you don't need more shooting in that starting lineup. Yeah, but you don't want fucking Josh Okoge bricking them. <laughs> hitting the fucking, hitting the fucking back, the, the corner of the backboard every fucking time. I, I, I would have went with Okoge as my fifth. That's well, right. I well, mean, um, look. If yeah, having no, no, that extra... You finish yours, boy. Yeah, yeah. Having, having that extra weapon... Although I'm, it just makes it that much easier for the rest to cook, um, and we all we, we all we've all waffled on about the spacing that we had with KD and Book. Now we've got Beal, but yeah, I just want to see when all the good work is done on the setting up of the play, and and you got fucking double double teams happening or not happening or whatever. But when when you have a guy out there with fucking six seconds to shoot a fucking open three. I just want to see him fucking splash. I want that Cam Johnson feeling back. And Yuda, Yuda Watanabe, I think, is the closest thing we have to that. So I'd I'd have him there at the four. Yeah, apparently, I he's love, the Asian Cam Johnson. Didn't, didn't mean to cut you off. Sorry, boy. <laughs> you're all right. <laughs> um, no, no, Hamo, Hamo, who's yours? You're, who's your starter? You, you're rolling with a Kogi? Uh, well, I just, you know, you, you want to keep it, keep it balanced. We've already got Booker Beal, KD out there on the floor as scorers. Um, hopefully DA's playing some defense this year. Why not keep Yuta and um Bebot till the second rotation and have more scoring power coming off the bench with them? At least with Akogi, we get that little bit of transition defense if we need it. Um, but yeah, I I just you know, it, it's like war, you wanna wanna come at them in waves kind of thing. So I'd, I'd, I'd go out there and have a Kogi who might not necessarily be the best scorer, but we don't need it when we've got 
three of the best scorers in the league on the on the court together. So I'd 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 back that up. I'd put a Kogi in and run Yuta and Bebop off the off the second rotation. And it's not it's not a thing about quality. It's not a not a slide against them at all. It's about balancing it out and making sure that both rotations we've got enough of the D and enough of the offense at the same time. So that's that's all I was thinking. And yeah, sorry to cut you off, board. Yeah, um, I, I, yeah, that all makes sense, Hamo. I, I, I agree with you when it comes to balance. I, I think balance is important for, particularly for what we want to do moving forward. And I, I had this conversation yesterday on the He's on Fire podcast. The same thing around balance. Nate, who's yours? Who's your <laughs> it's actually pick? funny watching you flip flop yesterday on your fifth uh, person on that pod. You started yeah, off flipped, with Deepop and then ended again. up with Menu. <laughs> I'm watching the, the comments earlier that Medu was the least impressive pickup of the four signings yesterday. I actually have a note that I wrote down last night. At least he's better than Josh Jackson and cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, if I had to pick one to go in our starting lineup, I'd pick um, uh, Bebop of Bebop and Roxetti. You missed that segment. Um, I Again, like I said before, I'd, I'd keep the shooting um, from Watanabe, whatever. Uh, for the Montanabi? bench, because I don't Montanabi. think we need any more shooting power uh, in the the starting lineup with uh, the other three there. Um, yeah, I'm I'm uh, I have flip flopped again, and this is this is the beauty of making a decision on uh, based on, <laughs> based on based on raw emotion at the moment. Um, <coughs> I, I'm going with KBD um, into that lineup. Uh, I, I do. I, I'm still with everybody else. I think we need Utah off the bench. Um, we need to be able to score off the bench. And I, yeah, I think uh, Joel's just dropped dropping dimes on Twitter. Said Dane to the Heat, Hero to Chicago, and Zach Levine to Portland. That'd be interesting. It's, well, that's well, a, that's not confirmed. While well, we're on this topic about the fifth, yeah, on that pod yesterday, Amit actually made a comment that you don't necessarily have to pick the fifth starter, that it can switch up based on matches. Yeah, that's that's and, what and I was going to talk about next. And yeah, that's what I was going to... You went in and you were like, nah, fuck that, fuck, that's not good. I didn't yeah. swear. I didn't swear because I was on somebody been, else's pod. With, but, uh, in, in, Gav's, in Gav's language, we could tell what was going on in your head. Can we, uh, can we keep my, one thing in mind? Can we keep one thing in mind? And I think it's even more so this year with the addition of Beal is that there's going to be somewhat of a, a staggering at some point um, in that second quarter where we're not going to see much of the game without at least one of our superstars on there. So we're yeah, always I going to have think, that. I don't think we're going to see like one or two game. at all times. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- yeah, I think we're yeah. going to have one or two on the floor at all times. Um, and I think predominantly two on the floor at all times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's why, and that's why I'm not too worried about not having firepower off of the bench. We're always going to have a blowtorch there. Um, I just think it's going to be really important for us to get off to the best starts as possible. So I'm um, I'm on the back of what you just said there, Nate. The reason being is I think that that exposed us pretty badly in the playoffs last year. Um, the Clippers were closer than they should have been, and Denver. We just don't. We didn't seem settled. There's rarely. There's not many teams out there that run. Uh, um, a an adjustable lineup and and a change up lineup all the time and for me I, I, just give us our starting five and run with it if you need to make adjustments you make adjustments after the game starts but we're going to be making we're, adjustments we're just seeing, for the first couple of weeks 
obviously. Yeah, we we just seem un, seemed unsettled last year with Akogi starting, then Craig starting, then Akogi starting, and and it was all over the place. Like, just we've got our four, that's fine, but outside of that, we we just have to put um, somebody into that starting lineup. It might be that we run that starting lineup for the first couple of weeks. It doesn't work, and we make an adjustment then, and the starting lineup changes. So be it. But let's not change every single game we play. And I can't remember what pot it was on, but I heard someone say something the other day, which I just had to sit there nodding in complete agreement. We did a lot of... We adjusted our lineups to address what the opposition did. So from a mindset standpoint, we're already on the back foot because we're adjusting to what what the other team's doing. They should be adjusting to what we're doing. Throw our starting five in, and that's it. I, I, I just don't see the point of changing that every every that, game. That is yeah. very solid response to the argument, and the reason 100%. it makes so much sense is because you borrowed it from somebody else. <laughs> I've got it. Now I've that was um, it was coast to coast, wasn't it? <laughs> we need to. We need to. I don't know. I don't know. There was, there was one. Many, I've listened to a lot of pods. <laughs> so uh yeah so that that's basically where i'm at with that um all right well we've to be honest i've had an absolute this has been a cracking pod but there was a lot to cover but i can't believe we're already an hour and a half in and yep. we're only halfway through so let's just roll on to i would kill everyone in this room for a drop of sweet beer so homer please feel free to tell us anything who do you want to have a beer with this week, am I? This week? Um, I want to have a beer with Sunski. you got a lot of people out there that are dedicated to bringing you the, the most up-to-date news, the, the most uh, up-to-date happenings and so forth. This guy, yeah, there's a lot of guys out there that do it, but I've been having a few conversations with Suns Geek recently, and it's just this guy really, really appreciate what he does for the for the world, the the Suns world. You know what I mean? He's always on point, gets his fans interactive with him, and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, Suns Geek, appreciate you. I'd love to have a beer with you, brother. Very nice, Nate. Who do you want to have a beer with? It's got to be James Jones, right? For the work he did in the first hour, because it was just—it was a very busy. I, and I wouldn't be surprised if it was a unanimous one. I will take a different direction though, as well. Uh, and it was the fact that other mainstream media said he stole the free agency. He had the best, uh, the best performance in free agency. And there was a, a CBS writer, Colin Ward Henninger, Henninger. I think that's how you pronounce it. <laughs> he wrote an article praising James Jones. But he made a stupid reference about Bruce Produce. I'll read it out because it, it didn't make a lot of sense to me, but he somehow turned it out around into a positive comment. There are companies that take misshapen and bruised produce, fruit and vegetables that are perfectly tasty but will never get picked up by everyday grocery shoppers because of their untoward appearance and sell such a bounty to restaurants at a discounted price. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, oh, not, I'm even laughing now just reading it because he somehow fucking turned that round into complimenting James Jones for the best performance of free agency. But I just laughed when I read that. So I'm like, he can come have the beer with James Jones as well. That's gold. Boyd, who do you want to have a beer with? 
All right. My shitty beer of the week. <laughs> My shitty tasting flat beer of the week. All right. So I want to have a beer with Jock. And I want to tell him the first time that fucking cockhead uh, Dylan Brooks wants to do that little fucking, that dancey thing down the fucking corridor, come in with a big clothesline and take his fucking head off. <laughs> just Dylan Brooks, just fucking take his head off. Just Anyway, that's what I'd like to say. But in saying that, in saying that. Can you also tell Jock's... him Gav said get fucked? <laughs> yeah, I will. I will. Um, in saying that, he's only got the first year of his contract guaranteed, Jock, and he'd probably uh, um, be out. <laughs> After doing that, so yeah. yeah, I don't think I don't think he'd last too long if he's going to nah. take Dylan Brooks' head off. Um, <laughs> I'd like to have a beer with Bobby Marks, um, the, the the cap wizard, the cap guru, because he puts shit out, and it takes me like an hour to work out what the fuck he's saying. He must have put so much work into understanding this shit. It's, he's unbelievable. He's phenomenal. Um, I've seen a couple of bits on ESPN where he's he's got his big monitor going at the moment and making trades and um, slotting everything. Every I think it'd be a really interesting chat to sit down and have a beer with uh, Bobby uh, just to find out how the in- intricacies work. That's a damn good. That's a damn good conversation to sit down and be part of, man. Before we move too far on, I just uh, Boyd, you said he's a Jock's contract's only guaranteed for the first year, so yeah. it's a four me, four year, thirty two million dollar contract with only one year guaranteed. Yes, yes, oh, he's a got a fucking cheap. whole ass. He does, doesn't he? Fuck. So now he's <laughs> getting a fucking close on Dylan Brooks. Before, before we move on, before we do move on to the next one, uh, and some of you in the chat might be able to give us an update on this as well. If Boyd, I'm, I'm not sure where you sort of sit on a knowledge base for this, Boyd, but. One probably of the high. really interesting, yeah, probably high. <laughs> um, one of the really interesting pieces, and we'll talk about contracts and the guarantees and stuff like that, is all of the players that we signed, we signed to two-year deals with a player option. Now, looking at our salary cap moving forward and et cetera, et cetera, and how free agency works, does that mean that these players, if they perform well, they can opt out and then we can sign them for more because yeah, they're okay. our players? Yeah, we just there's a different. We can sign them for a little bit more. We can't yeah, sign but, them for what they may be worth. That's a and that's a and that's probably you know the catch twenty two with we um we use the team option as a lure to get these guys to sign really early and not go and chase a bigger bag straight away, which um a lot of us thought you know Diop um, Utah a lot of these guys could have got a little bit more, um but we've basically said hey, you're going to be playing on the big screen a lot. You're going to be playing for a contender. There could be a chip in it for you. Um, you're going to get minutes, and you're going to be able to showcase yourself really, really well. If you don't, we'll give you another year team option. You can, you can. Um, action no, they're player option. Player option. Uh, yeah, player sorry, yeah, that's, yeah, 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 yeah. Player option that you can action if you want. Otherwise, if you feel like you've done, you've done good enough to go out there and get paid, well, then you can. And I think that was a key in these guys all coming on board so early. And that's why it's um it's, that, it was mass- it's an absolute master that's stroke. the um that's the that was the interesting thing to me and and master strokes a good way of putting it is if these guys come in and they're solid they potentially might not have a market out there when we come to free age but what this does is actually allows us further flexibility to pay them more next year if they do perform well they opt out of the contract we can sign them to a bigger contract 
uh, because it's a hell of a lot easier to sign your own players, right, and and bust through the cap. If we've got to go out and get free agents every year, we're just we're just going to keep rolling over with vet minimums. In this case here, let's KBD is a perfect example. Comes out, becomes a starter, plays some really good, solid basketball. He's on what two point four mil, something like that. Yeah, the, the yeah. Years. Um, he, I think, if he opts out, we can then sign him to one hundred and twenty percent of that. Yeah, look, I, I'm not sure on the exact number. Um, it might be a little bit more than that. We're only really going to have the one year of rights. I don't even know if it's the okay. Early, so but... Joel's Joel's throwing this in. If we are, are still a second apron team, we can't sign them for more unless we have their bird rights. Okay, so that that fucks that. Maybe yeah, maybe, yeah. They're, <laughs> not as as, maybe they're not yeah, as clever did. as I thought they were. We, now, these we contracts can... are one plus one, right? Not two plus one. One plus one. Yeah. yeah. Look, there is a there is a there's a slight increment. I'm not exactly sure on what that is, but it's not. You can you can move up a little bit, but it's not. Um, yeah, not massive. Not, but if they're in that if they're in that position anyway, they've likely helped us get a ring, and um and they're not going to accept a, a little pay rise. They're probably going to go out and chase a much bigger bag elsewhere. But yeah. Let's wait and see. Thank you for the clarity there. Frank. 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 I love that video. I just had to drop it in there. That is the best, man. That is so much better than the Suns Jam session Frank Vogel drop. (laughs) Yeah, eat eat shit, boy. Better recognise. Live fry. (laughs) Just just throwing fucking bombs out here we are. Time for the vlog of the week. And trust me, they are ugly. Very unattractive. Google their face when you're done here. Frankie Fingers. All right, who's your vlog of the week, Hamo? Uh, Boyd. I'm oh, sorry. Jesus. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Boyd. Fucko. You're not no. going to go with fucking. You're not doing it again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? I don't know what's happening. Go on. Ben fucking Simmons. You've opted out of playing for the Boomers in the FIBA Championship. You're a fucking waste of space. One of the boys put it up in our chat, and it's either Josh or Jono. I can't remember. It's like Ben Simmons pulled out again. If only Dave Simmons, his father, did. (laughs) You are not helping yourself whatsoever, brother. You are not. As Aussies, as basketball fans, you were supposed to be the greatest thing we ever seen. You've been nothing but fucked. I'm really disappointed, man. You're a flog. Nate, who's your flog of the week? I mean, I've heard Hamo say this before, but I actually agree with him 100%. When I saw that news that he pulled out of the, the, the World Cup, I'm just like, of course he did. What a fucking dickhead. <laughs> um, I do have a different flog, though. It's uh, Raphael Stone and the team around him at Houston for signing Dylan Brooks. Full stop. Boyd, who's your flog of the week? Uh, well, it's the guy that um, had a really good day yesterday 
Um, James Jones, the master stroke, first day in free agency, is a fucking flog for a sideways move and letting Jock go and getting uh, Drew fucking Eubanks. That's yeah, everything that wanna, you did good, James. You I've let told Jock you. go. I've already, I've already, I've already mentioned this earlier, so I don't need to go into it. But fuck me, man, flog. Um, cool. My flog of the week. I'm going to put half of our uh, viewers probably offside, um, and half of our friends again. <clears throat> I do this every every now and again. <clears throat> my flog goes to anyone who wants to bring back fucking former players to the extra spot or any time in free agency. Kelly Oubre, come on, Goran Dragic, are you fucking kidding? I even seen someone yesterday say we should bring back Ellie Okobo. Fuck me. What the fuck are we doing? Mike James, fucking idiotic. It's dumb. Don't do it. Move on. I There's didn't a say reason Jack they're Dawley, not on the I list. Said Mike James. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason they're not on the list anymore because they fucking lost last time they were here. We need to move on. We need to bring in. We need to balance out this roster. And it's got to be the right type of fit. We don't just bring them back because they used to play for the Suns and we like them. We like the fact that they went and got married and rode a white horse. Nobody gives a fuck. We're here to play basketball. I don't care about what their families do. I don't like, I'm sorry, but I just don't care. Move on. Kevin doesn't care, please. guys. I don't care. I you just don't, don't care. care. Don't Fucking. Care. Hey, Gav, while we're talking about flogs and you're talking <laughs> on yesterday's pod, on the here's, of here's another pod. one. Here's, here's another one. Hold on. Before, like, I'll just get. We need boss man 99. Well, apparently he's re-signed with the Bucks. The dude's fucking finished. He sat at the end of the bench and did fuck all and then came in when That's he did play against Phoenix. That's sarcasm from Coda. We know Coda's a, and then, an and then absolute superstar. And then came out and played against the Suns and fucking Devin Booker cooked his ass. He's no good. Fucking move on. TJ Warren's been no good since the bubble. He came in, he played some fucking good basketball in the bubble, was almost the fucking MVP of the bubble. He's slow. He's not that good. And we've got everybody else there. Now, I know they're going to, fuck you, Gav. I'm a Tony Bucket stand. Look, TJ Warren, fantastic servant of the Suns for a long time. Played some good basketball in the bubble, but he's fucking finished. He did nothing when he was with us last year. Um, Tyler Johnson, nah, leave him in the NBL. Alfred Payton and Marcus Pease. <laughs> anyway, just don't. Yes, Nate, what were you going to say? <laughs> It's always fun to see you go on a rant, brother. <laughs> and I was gonna, I was gonna reference your rant yesterday about the positionless basketball again, and you made a comment that you said a point guard only slows us down. When we had the seven seconds or less team, did Steve Nash slow us down? It's a different era of basketball. You, you cannot compare any of the point guards out there today to Steve Nash. Different, different, well, different era of basketball. To, just something Gav said. I'm like, you're a fucked hard, Gav. No context. You're just on a rant. I gave I gave context around that, right? So if we're going to touch on it, let's touch on it. Give me one championship team in the last 10 years that had a traditional point guard. Well, this is where you're going about what, what is a traditional point guard? Because I, Stuart... Chris Paul's a traditional Steph, point guard. You were saying that Steph Curry is not a traditional point guard because he shoots too much. But he still no, no, I face. didn't say because he shoots too much. I said because he's better suited. He's an off-ball player. Um, he's a fantastic shooter. He doesn't he doesn't necessarily have the ball in his hands setting up an offense. The Warriors will use multiple players in that in that situation. Now, 
again, I'm not going to say Steph's a shooting guard because I don't believe that the Warriors play a traditional lineup anyway, particularly on offense. But realistically, the last team that had a um, a point guard that won a title was the was um, the Spurs with Tony Parker. Tony Parker. Nobody else yeah. has had it. There's only cool. three others that I could think of, man, and it's it's um, in the last ten years. You Chris Paul, uh, Steve Nash, and uh, Kyrie. That's it. Okay, uh, Kada. M- m- yeah, maybe, maybe Toronto with Kyle Lowry. I'll pay that. Sure. Yeah. Borderline. No, Kyle Lowry's a point guard. Somebody well, bought Kyle Lowry whether up. Whether you're a traditional teams. point guard or not, though, we're talking about the style of play. You can still run a yeah. fast ball without having to have your point guard stop and set up players. Like Steve, Nash I agree, did it but fast, it's going to be it's going to be get the ball and move. We don't need a point guard to do that. Is is what I'm saying. There's we've got guys who can control the ball and move it, so we don't need to bring a point guard in. It's just. For me, campaign suits what we're going to do perfectly as well because he pushes the ball. <laughs> and he takes it he's, himself. And he's shoots. quick too, man. <laughs> he's so quick. He's got a quick motor on him. It's true. So, uh, yeah. Boyd, any, you want any comments on that? No. No. Okay. <laughs> Questions without notice. We keep ticking on. Uh, somebody asked again, how did we become Suns fans? We do get new viewers, so we can oh, roll really? it over. But. Basically, so all of us, all of us are the '93 era um, sons. Effectively, is where we started. I think Boyd, you're Charles Barkley. Yeah. Um, Nate, Dan Marley, uh, Hamo. You've, you all found me two weeks ago out in front of the local Woolworths, man, and just said, "Hey, come on camera." <laughs> no. Um, yeah, Charles Barkley. Um, <laughs> Don't understand either. <laughs> Murray Stoudemire. Like, not the initials, but yeah, Charles Barkley was, um, my dad was a massive Lakers fan, Magic Johnson, Kareem, James Worthy. Um, I found the Suns, found Charles Barkley, that original team. But Stoudemire as well, man, was just a solidification of staying, staying Suns. And for me, it was KJ um, and that era there as well. So that that's effectively, we just got one of our TV shows a week and I think most of us saw these players and decided, oh, Boyd, you actually saw uh, Chuck Old in the Olympics, right? Yeah, it was the uh, Shane Hill, um, Barkley feud. Altercation? Uh, yes, yes, yes. So that was uh, when I uh, started fapping over Barkley. <laughs> for sure, yeah. Uh, cheese sticks or fish sticks? Boy. Why the fuck did you write Voida's comments down? <laughs> hey, I said does, any questions. Does he mean just got fish fingers? Yes. Yeah, so in Australia we call them fish fingers. Uh, cheese. Cheese. Yeah, cheese. No. cheese. 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 I'm cheese guy. Voida's Void uh, fucking with us, eh? He just yeah, gets he is on. fucking with us. I always get these cunts of fucking... Even he's, even he's sitting there laughing about, why do these cunts actually ask that question? <laughs> I said any questions. So this is what we're doing. Go, Amo. Fish or cheese? Fish fingers, baby. Fish fingers? I'm a fish fingers man too. Um, Boyd, when did you get your first period and what's your favourite feminine hygiene product? <laughs> I was a... <laughs> I, was a I, was a, I was a late bloomer. <laughs> Hang on. I just have to wait for him. Oh, yeah. I, um, I started menstruating at about 19, late bloomer. 
And um, I was straight up really awkwardly at the pharmacy asking for tampons <laughs> to shove in there. <laughs> oh, no, dear. I'm not going to even bother asking you. Um, broke me. <laughs> <laughs> Next question, Gav. That one was clearly a, a stitch up. <laughs> What is your favourite uh, topographic feature? <laughs> oh, again, again, Voida's thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, we're not answering that, Voida. Fucking hell. Um, if, you if you were held at gunpoint, would you have sex with your mum's mind in your girlfriend's body or your girlfriend's mind in your mum's body? You have to choose. Is a bullet that bad? <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think the second one. <laughs> You'd rather you'd rather your girlfriend's or your wife's mind in your mum's body. No, the other one. The other one. Clearly, the first one. <laughs> um, if it's winter in Australia, why does Nate still have suns out, guns out mode? He doesn't live in fucking Australia. Doesn't live in Australia. <laughs> he doesn't live in Australia. Hamo, when's your birthday? Uh, it was a couple of days ago. Yep. So happy birthday, Hamo. Um, Thank you very much. This, this is this is the question I've been trying to get to. Which Aussie Suns fans podcast member would you sex, marry, kill? Boy. <laughs> oh, okay. This is this is a bad question. Okay, I would. I'd fucking shoot Gav. Reasonable. I'd 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 fuck Nate. <laughs> and I will marry Hemo. And I'll tell you why. Because you're a fucking cockhead, Gav. Hemo would make the best fucking housewife ever. I think you'd be <laughs> Hemo, Hemo, I wouldn't respect you and I'd probably cheat on you. But you would be a fucking <laughs> gem around the house. With Nate. Nate, Nate, you're a bit of a hottie, my man. <laughs> would tap. Would tap. Mate, would what tap. about you? <laughs> I, I, say, I probably have to fuck Gav because uh, I've travelled with him, so it's he's come pretty close anyway. <laughs> I probably marry Boyd because I know how much he hates it, and I could look at his disgruntled face every day as I spoon him. <laughs> it's a process of elimination. Sorry, Hammer, but sometimes you just don't make any sense. So I probably put a bullet in you. <laughs> Hammer, how are you going? Uh, it's going to be kind of awkward. Um... <laughs> I'm pretty much along the same as Boyd. I'd marry Boyd. I'd uh, fuck Nate because it looks like he'd get the job done. And uh, kill Gav. Yeah. <laughs> this is fucking magnificent. This is the worst question. As soon as I seen this in the chat, I was like, oh, fuck, man. This is going to be Lord have mercy. Um... I would, uh, yeah. Look, I, I'm the same. I, I like Boyd's uh, the way the way he put it all together. There, I'd marry Hamo too. I think he'd be a great housewife. Um, <laughs> I, I definitely fuck Nate again, um, and and I would shoot the fuck out of Boyd. Like, if I had, if I was in a room, if I was in a room with a gun, if if I, if I was in a room, if I was in a room. With a gun that had two bullets, and I had Boyd, Hitler, and fucking Osama bin Laden in the room, I'd shoot Boyd twice. 
Um, thanks. Fuck. <laughs> um, do you know anyone that has I think you make a very agreeable wife, Boyd. Yeah. Thanks, mate. Thanks. Um, Apparently, you yeah, all no, agree I'd make a good we're get along really well. I think there's something going on here. Do you know anyone who, who has an outie rather than an innie as, as a belly button? Oh, fucking oh, no. Belly button. This is fucking... This is fucking voider again. We we got a band voider from our chats. He's probably asleep. I, hey, uh, one I hour fifty two minutes is enough of this shit. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't hang around weirdos or innies, mate, or innies. Yeah, I don't know anyone. <laughs> um, how many wins will we finish with next season, and what seed will we finish, boy? That from voider again? No, this one was from Joel. I had us at sixty-eight last time. I think we asked this, uh, this one recently, but um, yeah, give me give me sixty-eight. And the one seed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Nate, I haven't really put any thought into it, but off the top of my head, I'd say around sixty-five and two seed as a minimum. My, um, my thoughts are we have to finish one or two in the West. Sixty-eight second <coughs> seed. Sixty-eight wins second seed. I reckon 68 wins gets you the one, honestly. Um, this is what I thought Boyd's answer was going to be. So now we know he's, there's games he's not going to watch this year because we're going to lose. Um, I think I think that we'll get sort of 58 to 62 range and finish top three somewhere. But I think in our off-season pod, we'll address that with a little bit more uh, a little bit more research, I guess. Boys, this has been hella fun. Let's not go over two hours, even though we've kept everyone entertained. You guys in the chat, you have kept us entertained, so thank you very much. Um, if you are still listening, make sure you hit like, subscribe, all that sort of stuff. Um, follow us on Twitter. If you can, I, I think most of our tweets will be restricted now because you can only fucking look at 600 tweets. Um, thanks, Elon Fuck Musk. You, Elon fucking Musk. piece of shit. Um, fucking ruining, ruining my life. Um it's all I've got in my life is Twitter. Um, Boyd, where can we find your last comments? At Fucko on the Twitter and uh, Insta. And, uh, yeah, that's Insta is apparently where I stalk people. But, um, yeah, at Fucko. <laughs> what happened to at Woods 83? Yeah, it, he doesn't even have at Fucko. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if you are on Twitter looking for at Fucko, stop looking now <laughs> because he doesn't. He's, he's at Woods 83. Or if that's what you into, see what pops up. <laughs> Nate, last comments. Where can we find you? Uh, at Nicky's Falcon. The 600 tweet thing will not affect me one bit. Um, <laughs> welcome your followers uh, and no bots. That one's for Boyd. Hello. Uh, first of all, thank you to everyone that's come on and watched today. Get involved in the uh, live chat. Blaze Megatron. Coda Kid. Yeah, and the stalwarts that are always here with us. Voider, yeah, thanks for the all questions, prick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, at Sir Hamo on Twitter. Um, yeah, just uh, getting a lot of follows lately, which is kind of weird because I don't really do much. But, yeah, keep it coming, guys. Just enjoy our banner. Enjoy what we bring. And, um, yeah, give us that like and subscribe, man, for sure. 
That's pretty much it. Alex, well, we got late breaking news. Alex Lynn has agreed to a one year, $3.2 million contract to re-sign with the Sacramento Kings. Nobody Such gives a fuck. Good um, <laughs> it's been It's been a blast. Thank you everyone for joining us. Hopefully you still managed to stick around to this late because the questions were fucking funny. Um, ultimately. This might be my first pod without a drink, actually. Yeah, no, we've, we've done a couple now. We've done a couple. Um, ultimately, the um, the Phoenix Suns followed our mantra yesterday in free agency. It was simple. It was easy. It was not fucking spiders. We're not here to fuck spiders. Neither are the Phoenix Suns. We will see you next week. Thank you, everybody. As Chris Paul gets in, another wide open three. Championship ring. We the valley, it ain't nothing but a thing. P H O E N I X. Phoenix Suns, and you know we up next. Yeah, we working for that championship ring. We the valley, it ain't nothing but a